Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. Teddy Slam with you here. Ready to talk some golf for the next hour. What a beautiful day today and a great looking week ahead of us. Wow, it's going to get down into the 60s at night. We haven't seen that in quite some time. We certainly need it and deserve it. The golfers have been struggling. Golf courses and those who work at the golf courses, it's just been a a tough time when you uh, can't cut grass because it's so wet. It's a double-edged sore. The grass gets taller and it stays wetter. Anyway, let's talk about some positive stuff, and that would be our sponsors supporting us here at Kane Radio. Our newest sponsor is Cleco, Central Louisiana Electric Company. We thank them for jumping on board and being a sponsor this fall season. Also want to thank Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette. That would be Mr. Lee Tatford. He spears that and heads that up. And, uh, of course, Coke sponsors all our high school sports. And uh, we know we right there in the beginning of the high school football season, and we thank Coke for being a sponsor of that. And now our final title sponsor is GolfBalls.com, located on Old Boulevard right there in Lafayette. Got a chance to go there and uh, purchase a what's called a tube that uh, picks up golf balls for you. I like to practice a lot, and I'd use my own balls and go to the practice holes. And uh, so I went to pick one up and saw my old friend GF3, Gene Forche third, who uh, he and I had a nice chat for quite some time. So uh, thanks, GolfBalls.com and Gene Forche for being a sponsor of Chip Shots. We appreciate it for sure. Then, of course, our local golf clubs. We want to thank Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and Atchafalaya. Let's begin with Atchafalaya right there in Patterson. They're still promoting their Twilight Scrambles. Every Thursday, a two-person team event, 530 shotgun start, $40 for non-members and $30 for annual pass holders. What a deal. If you don't have anything to do and you're a golfer on a Thursday afternoon, Go spend some time with your buddy and go play golf at a Chafalaya. Because that, that $40 includes your cart, green fee, range, prize money, and food as well. You can't find a place to spend $40 where you get more entertainment than that. Then down at Bellevue, of course, they had their club championship recently. And uh, senior champion is Doug Robichaud. And the overall champion is Ber- Brandon Burdett. And most recent dogfight, that's their uh, big event every month. <clears throat> it's always popular. And they have it each and every month, like I said. The winner of that was Butch Bajeron. No relations to Boxcar. Tied for second was Bobby McDaniels and Brandon Burdett. Then coming up this weekend, God willing, and the creek don't rise and no more rain. Ty told me, uh, by way of text, that they're going to have their annual St. Mary's Ryder Cup style weekend. Of course, St. Mary's is a nine-hole course, as well as Bellevue. And it's pretty cool and awesome thing to see two nine-hole courses playing against each other, you know, that, with their teams. And uh, one day at Bellevue and the other day at St. Mary's, and it's going to be a Ryder Cup style match, which means the points and all of that stuff. So uh, I hope they have a pretty weekend and uh, – you know, around at uh, Bellevue and around at St. Mary's and see who's the champion. I think uh, Bellevue is the two-time defending champion, so uh, maybe we need to kind of pull a little bit for St. Mary's to give them some love. At Eagle Ridge, they had their Pro-Am this past week. 
Very successful, 101 players. Uh, speaking of Ty Burdett, he was on the championship-winning team. Ty Burdett, along with Barry Batilla, Robert Burton, and Jimmy Daniels, won $120. They were plus 10 on their points. Second place went to Jacques Poirier, Keith Hodges, Mike Barraz, and Neil Swallow. $88 they won. They were plus 8. Of course, all these dollar values are redeemable at GolfBalls.com. What a great thing that we've teamed up and partnered with GolfBalls.com, letting these players get a nice selection of uh, merchandise from the good folks at GolfBalls.com, our title sponsor, or one of our title sponsors. So third place in the Pro-Am went to Jason Bear, Zane Kidd, Will Broussard, and Keith Romero. They won $55. They were plus seven. The low amateurs, Dean Dashe, Ty Burdett, Keith Hodges, and Tam Rosemont. They won 30 bucks each. The next program is going to be at Bellevue. The second week, not the first, the second week of October. That's going to be Tuesday the 11th and Thursday the 13th. And uh, congratulations to Doug Beard for uh, being our director of the program and expanding these days has given us um, a better opportunity to have more players, 101 players, and it was a rainy week, you know, so it's helped increase the numbers. And uh, like Doug said in his little newsletter, I think this is the third or fourth month that uh, rain has affected our pro-am in the numbers and in the play and all. I know Doug and I played on Tuesday, and we had to keep the carts on the path. Makes it a little awkward on old folks like me. And speaking of Doug, his daughter, Morgan, Wow, she loves golf just like her dad. It's taken up promoting the sport. And now she has just been hired on by the LPGA, Ladies Professional Golf Association. That's a national organization, in case you don't know that. She's going to be uh, in the tournament operations department for the Solheim Cup. And in case you don't know, the Solheim Cup is the ladies' version of the Ryder Cup. Pretty big deal. They have it every two years. But because of COVID, they're going to have it back-to-back. Like 20, 2023, it's going to be played in Spain. Uh, Stacy Lewis is the captain there. Of course, she played golf for Arkansas, and she's a graduate there. She's going to be the youngest captain of the Solheim Cup, and uh, she might play as well, she said. And so then the following year, 2024, where Morgan will be in, in the mix, so to speak, and, and they, they, she's in charge, she and her team, is in charge of a whole lot of stuff. You just can't imagine it takes two years to, uh, to put on a golf tournament like this. You know, from everywhere from putting up grandstands to doing promotions with brochures and stuff to the day-to-day operation of it, it it's, a, it's a pretty big deal coordinating and organizing all of that stuff. So uh, she's actually started today, and uh, her home office is going to be in Gainesville, Virginia, and uh, she'll be stationed there for the next two years working on the Solheim Cup. Congratulations to Margaret Beard. Down at Cane Row, their twilight rates are still intact. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is $30 after 2 o'clock. Senior rate for those 60 or plus years of age. Same days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, $38. That's included in the tax. The Wednesday rate is $30 after noon. That's after 12 noon. But you should be a member or if you want to be a member, you're going to get some big discounts. 
20% off of their soft goods, 10% off of their hard goods, and they got a well-stocked pro shop uh, for, uh, for a golf club at any rate. So it's $142 a month. And here's the big advantage is you get to book your tee time one week in advance. To me, that's a big special because when they're busy, when the weather's good and uh, it's a busy weekend or whatever, booking your tee time well in advance is a big advantage because you get select tee times. They also charge you a handicap for you according to the Louisiana Golf Association handicap system. And then you're an automatic member of the Men's Golf Association, which... You don't have to pay dues to be a member of. Raymond Bernard is the president of that. And they uh, periodically have tournaments throughout the course of the year. Of course, like every other organization, they've been struggling with their uh, getting all their tournaments in. The last one for the year scheduled was uh, way back in August, and that was the Men's Club Championship. And so they rescheduled it, I think, sometime in October. We'll just have to wait and see. And also, if you're a UL Raging Cajun fan, and why wouldn't you be? They have the longest winning streak in college Division I football right now at 15, and the Cajuns keep winning. So uh, maybe you want to go by the pro shop there at Cane Row and pick up one of their logoed merchandise uh, with the Raging Cajun logo on it because they're licensed now to sell that product, and they have it on a lot of shirts and and. Uh, what have you there. I mean, they have a lot of selection with the Raging Cajun logo on it. So maybe if you have a loved one who's a, a Cajun fan or you yourself, go pick out something special to wear at the next game at Cajun Field. Cane Row has a bunch of upcoming tournaments, which, which I should say outside tournaments. So on Friday, September 16th, the Logics has a tournament there. Then on Friday, September 23rd, this uh, fraternity, K.A., is going to have a, a function there in a tournament. And then in October, October 1st and 2nd, the Scott Golf Association, they have that two-day tournament there, as well as on October 8th and 9th, the Branch Golf Association will have their event there, Cane Row. And it's in good shape, so all of these uh, local organizations going to have a good time. Weather permitting, it looks like October should be a good month. It usually is one of the best months to play. Then also in October, CHS Big Red Tournament, the annual tournament to raise funds for their football team. And by the way, Coach Scott Watney and Tony Landry, the voice of the Panthers, will be on right after our show tonight to talk about the, another disappointing loss for the Panthers Big Red football team. Then pro Ryan Desimo out at Cane Road just got back from Dallas a couple of weeks ago. He is a member of the Callaway uh, he's on staff for Callaway, which sells golf, golf equipment, right? Balls, gloves, clubs, everything. And they had a big tournament for their section, this section here in South uh, United States. And I think they might have like four or five sections. But they're going to have a national Callaway golf tournament. And uh, Ryan just missed by one shot, shooting a 73 by qualifying for the national tournament in California. Tough going there, Ryan. And some nice round, a nice round played by Chris Viator over at Cane Row. He had 10 birdies and shot a 62 recently, and everybody was wondering if it's the course record. Well, I believe it, it is. There was no records kept all the way back from when I was there of the uh, tournament records or even playing records. But nonetheless, Eli Artigo shot a 61. That's one of UL's raging Cajun golfers. But... Uh, 
for the members, Chris has the uh, course record as of now with a 62. I don't see that being broken anytime soon. Over at Trigger Oaks, they have weekly specials as well. Nine or 18 holes on Monday and Tuesday, $22. Then Wednesday all day is $31, and uh, I like that one because you can play as many holes as you want over at Sugar Oaks. And then thanks to Boyd Booty, he, uh, he got me this information So uh, for the Gator Golf Club, which stems out of Sugar Oaks. And uh, I'm going to announce last month's Tamaka Trails in Marksville. The first flight winner was Tim Hoffpower, and the second flight winner was Kit Kern. And then their next tournament, which was played last week, was played at Oak Wing in Alexandria. And uh, he raved about the golf course, how great a shape it was in, and how they just enjoyed playing it. Uh, and he also said that they're going to redo their bunkers at Oak Wing. And on a little bit of a sad note, my friend Robbie Garander is the golf director there of Oak Wing. And uh, keep him in your prayers because he's going to have to have surgery this coming Friday. And I certainly need to call Robbie and wish him the best. Uh, but uh, an outstanding golf pro, and uh, he was talking to a boy and said, funny how the good Lord works. He won the last two tournaments he played in, and the last one was with a senior-junior event. Robbie's a senior like me, and I uh, teamed up with Reg Adams and won. I'm not sure the name of the tournament, but it was some type of uh, senior-junior four-ball event. And uh, he's playing good golf. Now he has to have surgery and be out for a little while. But nonetheless, we... Uh, Hope and pray the surgery goes well and he recuperates fully. So back to the results of the uh, Gator Golf Club. Greg Dubois tied Boyd Booty himself. And uh, thank you, Boyd, for getting me this information. Both Greg and Boyd were plus seven on their points. Then in the second flight, Ke Kevin Booty, that's Boyd's nephew, was plus seven as well and won that event. Their next tournament's going to be at Beaver Creek. Once again, one of my favorite municipal golf courses over in Zachary. It's going to be uh, October the 1st, 9 o'clock tea time for them. Continuing at Sugar Oaks, uh, they got in some of their MGA tournaments. They love to play. They have a strong MGA membership there, I tell you. And uh, every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, they play, weather permitting. And so this past Wednesday, they had a twilight scramble. That was September the 7th. And the winning team was Robert Burton and Avia McLaughlin at minus two. Then on Friday, they had a shamble. And a shamble, of course, is when you both hit off the tee and you select the best shot there and play your own ball in. And it's a blind draw for these teams. Winning the front and the overall was Ricky Bork, Tam Rosemont, and Arson Daigle. Plus three and then plus eight for the overall. Winning the back nine, Mark Ami, Roger Pisani, and Matthew Pisani, and I believe that's Roger's son. Not certain, but uh, got to be related. There's not many Pisanis around. And then winning all the skins was Robert Burton and Mark Ami, two apiece. Winning one apiece was Tam Rosemont and Matthew Pisani. Then on Sunday, September 11th, they had a shootout, and they drew for teams because they played individual play, and then they draw for teams and add up their score. And so on the front nine, Tony Bigot, along with Paul Ladusser, was 20 points and won the front. Winning the 18 and the back was Mark Ami and Olin Granger, 24 points and then 41 overall points. Winning the scans, Mark Ami won them all at three. and won the most, rather. And then uh, winning one each was uh, Robert Burton, Olin Granger, Eric Lachelet, and Paul Olivier. 
On the junior golf scene, my grandson Drew played in the tournament in uh, Dancing Rabbit, way up in Moss Point, Mississippi, up in the northern part of Mississippi, and they got a deluge on Saturday the 10th, and uh, the tournament was uh, basically washed out. Then they got to play on Sunday. Drew had uh, what he called a disappointing 78. Uh, his chipping and putting was poor, and uh, it was the Notre Gay Invitational Tournament, so... Uh, at least he got an invite as a sophomore at Lafayette High School. He's showing promise uh, for the future. Then this coming week, Drew was selected to be on the juniors from the Louisiana contingent playing against the Mississippi juniors in a Ryder Cup-style match in Cleveland, Mississippi. That's going to be Saturday and Sunday, 17th and 18th. And uh, me and Anita and the crew from Lafayette is going to jump in the Raging Cajun van and uh, root Drew on. We're going to trek up to northern Mississippi there, Cleveland, Mississippi. I don't think I've ever been there. don't really know where it is, but I think it's up in northern Mississippi. And we'll pull for the Louisiana Juniors to defeat the Mississippi Juniors. And then uh, the Juniors end up their uh, season for the Louisiana Junior Golf Tour at Lake Charles Country Club, October 8th and 9th for the Tournament Players Championship. And, uh, of course, Drew will be playing in that as well. Then thanks for Mr. Lawson Ruley for getting me uh, this information for the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association. Like everybody else, they've been struggling to get in their tournaments. So here's a report for July and August. And uh, normally they play on the, first, the second Tuesday of the month, they play a road trip. And then the fourth Tuesday of the month, they play their home course beauty. So uh, let's see what they had going these past two months uh, that July road trip was played at Bayou Bend in Crawley, and the team winners there, tied for first and second, was Terry Clement and Mitch Gospar, along with Mel Patin and Kenny Granger. They were plus eight. Third place then went to Glenn Bertrand and Eric Rosen, plus seven. Fourth place went to Lawson Ruley and Glenn Swear. And then their home course was played, well, no, their August road trip. They must have gotten rained out on their home course tournament. August road tournament was played at uh, Plaquemine, uh, the Islands golf course right there in Plaquemine. First place went to Kenny Granger and Get Glenn B. Rowe, plus two. Second place, Jay Frederick and Eric Rosen, plus one. And then uh, their August club tournament was held at their home course in Muni, right there in Lafayette. Top finishers was Keith Hetich and Greg Gotrol. Third, third place, Sanford Swear. And then fourth, Keith Benoit. Thanks, Lawson, for emailing me all of this. In the Gulf States PGA section, uh, UL's Greg Sonier, former player for the Raging Cajuns and assistant pro at Lake Charles Country Club, is leading the standings at 752 points. He's ahead of uh, Reg Adam, who has... 725 points, and that ends pretty soon as the Gulf State section will be played this month, and that uh, culminates the point system for the pros. On the college golf scene, the Raging Cajuns not doing so well, and the Jim Rivers Intercollegiate up in Squire Creek, Chandra, Louisiana. LSU was leading with, uh, I think, six holes to play at 24 under, and then the Cajuns will win 14th place. Very, very disappointing at plus five. But good things are ahead because the Raging Cajuns are going to have a fundraiser. It's called the Bill Bass Open. Coach Bill Bass, 
former golf coach for the Cajuns back when I was playing golf for LSU. He was a coach for the Raging Cajuns. And uh, they'll have a fundraiser for their golf team on Friday, September 30th at La Vauchain's Golf Course. Um, it's the day before homecoming. It's always held the day before homecoming. And uh, if you want to participate in that, you can uh, just about go to any golf shop. They'll have a, a flyer with all the details for that tournament. And one last thing here, you know, box score has finally entered the, the, the premises here. So uh, welcome aboard, yeah. Mr. Boxcore. Hello there, Ted. Hi. How are you doing? You know, I love stats and crazy shots and goofy things. And here's one for you. Uh, two Holy Cross golfers, that's Holy Cross, the, uh, the college up in Massachusetts, uh-huh. at Blackstone National Golf Course in Sutton, Massachusetts, they were playing a practice round or a qualifying round, and they did the most unthinkable thing. Christian Emrich and Owen, Owen Egon. Okay, they were playing the par 5, 8th hole. And uh, Emrich is a senior. And so his second shot, he had an 8-iron from 180 yards out and went into the hole. Next came up Egan, and he held out a shot for an albatross as well. Two double eagles on the same hole within the minutes of each other. That's unreal. And uh, the odds of that, 67 million to one. Hmm. Pretty cool stuff. They had witnesses? The golf coach was there, yeah. It's okay. a big, old, long article about it. Oh, they were playing a, in a qualifying with some other yeah. players oh, as I'm just, well. I'm joking. No, really. No, really. You would, you would think that, <laughs> yeah, well, you, I mean, you need somebody to hide it, that because the odds of that. Sixty-seven yeah. million. But it's kind—I of, mean, it's the same thing as two guys coming up to a hundred eighty-nine-yard par three, and both, you know, acing it. I mean, well, not really, because that's only minus four. They were minus six. <laughs> okay. If, if they would have yeah, yeah, yeah. Team You're thing. right. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, no sense. No double sense. eagle, not eagle. Yeah, yeah. albatross, okay. double yeah, eagle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They held out their huh. second shot on a par five, so. Must Just have. to show you how strong those kids are, 180 yards, he hits a Yeah, eight iron. iron. Yeah, that's yeah, ridiculous. That I mean. And, it, the, and uh, speaking of that, I got a stat here I got to show you. It, it, and it's something to talk about, you know, and, and if you like. It's, it's about the long drive. That, you know, they, it's the end of the year, so they've done all the statistics, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, but they did, they did the stats for the long drive. The big hitters, and uh, there's 193 players on the PGA Tour box score uh-huh. that, that had PGA Tour cards and played in, in PGA Tour events, okay, this year. Mm-hmm. More than half of them, 99 out of the 193 averaged 300 yards or better. That's the first time that more than half has ever done it. Uh, first was Cameron Young, 321.3, and second was Rory, 321.2. The last place, 193rd guy named Brian Strahd, 277.4 yards. That's the same yardage that would have won the long drive in 1983. So what, <laughs> yeah. what, what's that? 17 and 22 is 39 years. That's a lot of technology ago. A lot but. of <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you know, and, and so – and it's that double-edged, you know, sword because I, I, I look, I, I see it all the time, you know, with um, in, in the tournaments we play and whatnot that, you know, these 25, 30-year-olds, even that, that, you know, 
10 handicaps, 12 handicaps, they can still hit it a mile off the tee. You know, that's uh, now, you know, the rest of the game is what it is. But uh, so the problem with that, and I do think, it, you know, obviously equipment is one issue. I think the golf ball probably is the biggest, you know, thing because you know that, the, yeah. the, you know, when you were back in 19. 19- but, but that's technology as well. right? No, no, it is. It is. I'm just saying if you but if you, you know, if you're trying to control it or roll it back uh, or make it more equitable, I think that's the only. Again, I, I really can't think of another sport. That's what I was going to ask you. You hit right on it. Tell me. In which the ball is different for other competitors. You know plus, what I'm saying? Plus, and then the question I really wanted to ask is, has any other sport escalated as far as the numbers well, like, you, like golf you, has? Yeah, I mean, it has. Because, look, football. And why? Well, uh, because. Uh, I mean, I, not I, technology. No, huh? no, that's, that's just that's human evolution, bigger, faster, stronger. Because I was looking that's at some. A, that's another question I have for you. Yeah, I was looking at some, at some stats the other day um, because it kind of came up. Um, I, I didn't realize. Well, I did. Real, I did realize, but 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 Cody didn't know about this. But anyway, with with football, he was doing his fantasy football draft, and and of course, one of the highest ranked wide receivers in in the league is the Rams' Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. and um, Cooper Cup. I knew the name Jake Cup. He played for the Saints back in the in the '60s and and '70s, and uh, was an All Pro offensive lineman uh, at that time. Now, Jay Cup was a guard for the Saints. He was 6'2", 243 pounds, and he was an all-pro guard at that, you know, at that weight. Mm-hmm. 243 pounds now, you have some wide receivers, you know, it's definitely tight ends. Offensive guards are minimum 300, and, and most of them are pushing 320 or, or, or 330. Um, and so, and yet they're running faster than – those guys did back in you know back then you know so you have you know you, I, I was thinking along those same lines today as I was exercising at, at that Planet Fit, Fitness you know give them a shameless plug but uh, and I noticed all the different equipment to to, to to stretch and exercise make stronger all different kind of muscles you know right. I mean back in the day Ben Hogan and those guys didn't have that opportunity to to strengthen their bodies and all the muscles necessary for your specific sport, like you're talking about this lineman, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, so, you remember you kind of had a revolutionary device, the stretching device you had. That was, yeah. you know, that was kind of because, you, you know, you just. I still use that. You, you just went, went to play golf, you know I mean? It, it, um, but, but, no, I mean, it's crazy when you look at these combine numbers for the NFL and you got guys that, that are, are, are six seven three twenty, and they're running a four six five, you know, four seven forty. And and again, that doesn't make them a better football player. That's not what I'm saying. No, it's just the evolution of the of, of the human race. I mean, that's that's where it's where it's gone. And so, yeah, these these kids or guys or whether it be through nutrition, diet, I think personally, a lot of it has to do with the growth hormones added mm-hmm. to food. You know, I mean, and and you can disagree with me or if you no, want no, to. No, no, I know. agree 100% but, with you. But, I mean, you see the – It's not – yeah, look, I mean, steroids we, or – We, we uh, at least my day, you know, hit puberty. You used to be, you know, 15 maybe or whatever, you know, when your voice started changing and all that stuff. And now it's 11 and 12, you know. I mean, th- there's something going on. The kids are just bigger uh, than they were so, uh, so back I, then I think and, and stronger. I, I'm going to make this statement. I think technology has helped golf more than any other sport – 
But when you're talking about nutrition and, and physical uh, ability and build, well, th- then that, that affects the golfers as well because they wouldn't, you know, half the right. field wouldn't be hitting it 300 yards with just technology. No. So it, it's a combination, whereas, you know, the, the, the strength and all that, that's wherever it's coming from, whether it's legal, right. illegal, whatever, it, it's, it's, it's helping all the sports. I think it's just a combination. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, and I do, absolutely, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you look at, at – at all the major sports, and they just, um, you know, the, the, the same trend. You look at the, 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 the time, and that's what makes it so impressive sometimes when you see these timeless records, you know, um, that, uh, that, that take forever to fall. You know, eventually they, they, most of them do fall. But, but when you look at some of the ones that you, and you realize just how good of an athlete that guy was back in the 40s, 50s, 60s for his records to still be, relevant in this day and age you know but no i mean uh my god uh it it, it again you know i can remember when roger bannister broke the four minute, four minute mile, mile yeah. you know and that was a, that was a huge thing and now no, if you run a four minute problem. mile you're dead last brother yeah, yeah i mean you know that yeah I promise well, well, you, take, you know. take it like for this weekend when the saints won won the football game they got you get a 51 yard oh, yeah. field goal yeah that was like miraculous back in oh, in the beginning well, of, of the and NFL. In, in college football it still is so. <laughs> Well, yeah. There's some bad kicking in college football, man. Yeah, you're right there. <laughs> it is horrible, but no, I mean um, it. Uh, but but I do think you know. So you look at at, at equipment the, the, again, and I and and it's it's not like every one of these guys, you know, because look, John Daly never hit, hit the weight room in his no, life, okay, God, no. and he was always long. But but so sometimes a swing, you know, style. And and uh, and, oh, yeah, and things that has a lot, of that yeah. nature, and but yeah. And but by it, the way, John Dale was the first guy to average over three hundred back in two thousand two. I, I love John Dale. He, he <laughs> he's become one of my. You know, I kind of thought for a while he was more like a. I don't know. I, I kind of I would I was upset with him because I thought he wasted a lot of a talent. God given because you don't see many guys that you know that out of shape that whatever you know. <laughs> That could just pick up a golf and have that good of a touch around the greens and stuff. He was, <laughs> he, you know. He threw out the first pitch I know. for the Cardinals, and he said he was drunk. <laughs> he was. He was drunk on college game day at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I saw it. Oh, oh, he was wasted at the Arkansas game. And he goes, and look, Teddy, well, I'm telling you, he just picks up the ball. Now I've seen so many professional athletes try this, throw out the first pitch. I've seen balls hit the, uh, the you know, uh, the ground. Guy, the, the ground. Yeah. I've seen them hit people in the on-deck circle, <laughs> in the stands. I'm talking about professional athletes. Yeah. He just whips around. He throws about an 80-mile-an-hour fastball right down the middle. It's incredible. I mean, it's like, that's my man, you, you know. Um, Maybe that's how he got his groin injury. <laughs> maybe, yeah, well, you know, knowing John Daly, it's probably a lot more to it than that, you know. But, um, but no, it's uh, it, it, it is absolutely incredible. And that's why, you, you know, and, and you kind of see some of these guys who had this reputation for years as being a shorter hitter. And, and, and when they start, you know, you have these track man. And, and again, it's so scientific now. Even if you don't, even if you're not in the weight room and you're not doing that part of it, when you can go in and they can say, well, you, your, your loft is mm-hmm. this and, and your spin rate is this, and then just with a few tweaks of a wrench, they can add 20 yards to your drive. You know, yeah. and that's, you know how big of a difference that is for, for a, um, 
you know, I would even say David Toms, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's incredible. You yeah, know, you're getting every amount of yardage you possibly can. You possibly can, you know. So. Without, without having to fool around and try to right. figure it out, you know. I can, but, I can remember you, you know, changing shafts and, and changing balls and, and yeah. trying all But, you know, that was minimal stuff right. to try you, to get maybe get five, five yards. yards. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I mean, this, this guy, I think it was last week, a week before, I, I, it was one of the shows I didn't get to come in for, but when he was trying to, to um, uh, make the cut for Q School or whatever, Brandon Matthews, mm-hmm. when he drives at 358 yards on the last hole that, you know, and, and misses the eagle putt, he needed to eagle it, but he just takes it over the corner of some trees. And so the, but what my point was, the, 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 the downfall of that, and it's, it's, it's fun to watch everybody – Loves to see him hit it four and all that, but then golf course golf course architects start factoring that in to when they're building new courses, and mm-hmm. that's what that's where I you know unless you're going to build enough sets of tees to make it accessible for everybody and fun to play for everybody, and 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 you can check your ego at the door when you go play to know that I should be playing from sixty two hundred yards and not. 7,700 yards, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, this playing from the tips just because the pros do it is stupid. Um, but that's but the, the other downside to that is that now they have exponentially more golf course to maintain, exactly. and that's expensive. Exactly. So, no, I mean, I know. It, it's, it's, I know. it's a bad deal all the way around. But we need a clear break, yeah, so yeah, let's sure. clear our break, then we're back on the other side to talk a little bit of uh, golf around the world. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Energy bills from month to month can be a real roller coaster. Yeah, it's time to get off that ride and sign up for budget billing from Clico. Clico's budget billing can help you stay on track by smoothing out your energy bills so you can avoid the ups and downs month after month. To better budget your billing and avoid the sudden spikes and surprises in your energy bills, call 800-622-6537 and sign up today. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. 
Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Bayou Sports, 715 weekday mornings on the all-new Kane 1075. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And welcome back to Chip Shots with Teddy here in the air chair along with my colleague and compadre, Ralph Boxcar Bazaron. 367-1240 is our number if you happen to want to call us and talk a little golf. So Boxcar, I'm going to start off this segment with the uh, player of the year. 89% of uh, his golfers voted for him, and that's Scotty Scheffler, who won the Masters earlier this year, and along with three other tournaments, and uh, he was at game day. Yeah. That's when they announced it. Did you get to watch it? I Uh, I did not get to. I just to watch him. it, uh, um, I'd love to have watched I, I, it. I saw some pretty. Uh, he was. Um, I, I was surprised he wasn't hanging out with Jordan Spieth, but uh, he had a bunch of his um, uh, college, you know, teammates that he was hanging out with. Um, but I did see some pictures of it, and um, of course, you know, there was some pretty good-natured ribbing between uh, uh, Justin Thomas and uh, and Jordan Spieth <laughs> after man. <laughs> I can know. only imagine. Oh yeah, I mean. Um, but uh, but Justin Thomas was pretty classy about it because he, he even said that Alabama didn't deserve to win. But uh, yeah. but he did ask Jordan Spieth if, he, if he's okay, you know. Because <laughs> I mean that had to be uh, you know obviously we've we've all been on on that end of the of the stick before with that gut wrenching loss and and not that Texas was expected to be. I mean when you're twenty, 20 and a half under, point yeah. underdog, you don't expect to win. But when you you know literally have it stolen from you. Um, I, it, I, I don't it, like either of the teams, so I don't it, care who won. Now, did you get that no, thing I sent you? Did we able to yeah, open it up? I that, did. That was that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's cool. <laughs> that's <laughs> I have to real. show that to Tony. Oh, that's really but te- funny. But Texas, you know, they, I can't wait till they come to the SEC because they treat their visiting teams and and their fans like you know what? Yeah. They, when I went to the LSU Texas game, they put the, uh, the 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 band up in the highest part where you cannot even see them or hear them. Yeah. So Alabama, knowing this, that's what they always do. Alabama didn't even bring that band. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, well, um, wait till they get because the SEC, I believe, you know, you got to give some kind of primary seating for the fans and the yeah. band and, and the for the visiting team. Well, uh, the, the, you know, it, it really sport. It's it's a shame with the rivalries, the way pettiness is getting into it. Because uh, I was reading, um, you know, of course, Atlanta and, and the Saints have been a rivalry since the inception of both teams. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with the Saints' victory, they tied up the, the all-time series 53-53. But fans who went to the game, and they had more Saints fans there than they did Atlanta fans. But, you know, it's just traditional in NFL. I mean, especially in NFL stadiums, you paint the visitors' um, uh, end zone with their, with their name, and you put, you know, on the scoreboard, you put the name. They just put visitors. <laughs> um, you know, they would not acknowledge it was the Saints. You yeah. know, it was just um, – but it was – you know, so yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but but I but I was pulling for Texas just because, you know, at some point in time, I just a big I, underdog. I, I know. Well, that and and it's not that I it's not that I, don't, I don't I'm not even a Nick Saban hater, but I just I I don't like Alabama. I mean, you know, I just it, I just get tired of the of them winning all the time, and I know it's you know. It's, all right, all right. Whatever. But <laughs> back, back to golf. I know. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Scotty anyway, Scheffler, Scheffler yes. he became the first player well ever. Absolutely well-deserved. He became the first player ever to win Player of the Year on the Corn Ferry Tour. Right. Rookie of the Year on the PGA Tour. 
and now player of the year on the PGA Tour. So right. that, something Tiger hasn't done. Well, some, some record Tiger doesn't have. And, and the, biggest, the biggest guy who hit the, uh, the lottery there was uh, Ted Scott, yeah. uh, caddy of the year. Caddy you know? of the year. I'm telling yeah, you, man. Right. I He's mean, got more masters than, than Scotty Scheffler. Because look, or Bubba I, Watson. I mean, and if you know, just imagine if if he and I, and I don't know Ted Scott well enough to know what what he would have done morally with this or not. But let's just say Bubba hadn't had that heart to heart with him and said, "Look, I, I don't think I can really compete in you know in majors anymore or or whatever. I think you'd be better off finding another bag, a younger player." But let's just say that he would have said, no, Bubba, you know, you've been good to me. I've won a lot of money with you. I'm going to stick with you. I'm, you know, he, he could retire right now if he wanted you. He'd be on the, carrying the bag on the live tour, you know. I, you know, I can't see that. That would, yeah, I'm saying, I yes. Can't I can't see that. Not knowing, you know, I, right, don't, he's I the, don't know him personally no, that well either. Really, I met him, but. But he's big into the oh, he's a Christian, Christian and, and thing. And, and not to say that, and so is Bubba, you know. I'm not, I'm not saying that the. The live golfers aren't, but, you know, but still. No, I mean, he got lucky with that bag. Boy, I tell you what. You're not kidding. I mean, he's got a horseshoe. The BMW was played. That's the uh, Wentworth Golf Club in England. That's the PGA Championship for the European Tour. And I had big controversy going into it because 18 of the live players played in it. But uh, and it was short in the fifty-four holes. Uh, yeah. they, they they cut off Friday's round to respect and honor Queen Elizabeth's passing. So. But that's what made it so ironic. Ted. Uh, fifty-four. Yeah, because before the before the round, Rory McIlroy actually came out and said, you know, because they were asking about the live golfers or whatever. He said, "Well, I think they have a tough time Sunday because it's a seventy-two hole event, you know." And then the next thing you know, it's short in the fifty-four. Yeah. I'm like, oh my pretty, god, pretty ironic, you know. Yeah. But then and then. You know, and I know I don't want to take away from from Shane Lowry because I mean, what a great victory! I love Shane Lowry. I mean, I think he's a classy guy. Mm, absolutely. Um, but what a punk move by Sergio Garcia! Oh God! You know, can you imagine, Ted? I mean, John, he went to the Texas Alabama game. Yes, that's what I'm saying. John Rahm's best friend was the next, the first alternate in this event, and he needed to get in there. You know, he's on the DP World Tour, you mm-hmm. know, full-time. He needed this event. T- Sergio didn't need this. He's got his, his yeah, blood didn't. money in, right. his, in, the, in the bank, you know. And se- 76, and then he just he doesn't even say a that, word. That, that was a trashy thing. He, yes. he just, just it, left. No explanation. No, mm-hmm. I hurt my – he could have made a fake injury, you know, whatever. But then to fly, you know, and, and a few hours later be in, in Austin, Texas for the, Texas, for the game. Miles away. Unbelievable. You know, that's – boy, I tell right. you what. I don't yeah. know if – I can re- vividly remember watching him run from behind that tree when he was a young kid, yeah. you know, and just rooting for him and liking him. And then he has turned into a world-class, you know, you know what. Punk is what he should be. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, back to Shane, you know, winning it. And it's pretty ironic. Shane and Rory are the best of friends. Rory, in fact, in 2014, Rory won this tournament and Shane finished second. Eight years ago. So, and it was reversed, right, this year. Shane went in and Rory finished second. But uh, Rory said back in 2014 when he won it, he says, I- I'm glad I won this. But uh, if I wouldn't have, I'd have still been happy because my best friend, Shane Lowry, you know, would have yeah. won it. So, uh, it- it's only fitting that, that these you know, two guys finished first and second again. Of course, you know, Rory tied with John Rahm, who had an incredible 62 in the final round, which included nine threes. He had two eagles and uh, five birdies. And, and unfortunately, one bogey. He had a 29 on the back nine. 
all threes except I'll for I'll tell you five. what, when, when, when John Rom gets it going, he can he can go low. I mean, he really, you know, he really can. I I don't know what his ceiling's going to be or, you know, um, what he'll accomplish. But, again, that's that's just – that's three, to, in my opinion, three classy guys. And, look – Very much so. You know, none of them are American. I, I get that part of it, you know. Um, and we'll have to compete against um, – uh, well, all, I mean, all yeah. three in the Ryder Cup, I would think they're going to all be on the Ryder Cup, right? I got two. Well, possibly. I don't know. I it's would, all confusing now. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's a year and a half away. So, But I got, I got a couple of questions for you here. And, I, and in court, you well, know, in fact, along it, those lines. It says it right here. He is on the right. Shane Lowry, it, just, it, it says Ryder Cup teammates, Rory McIlroy and John Rahm. So yeah, that's next it, year at, in, in so Rome. They, in fact, uh, Rory's going to play. Uh, next week in the Italian Open for the first time because it's being played on the same course in Rome that, that the Ryder Cup will be played next, ah. next year. But he, here's my question. Uh, it seems like these players, you know, that, there's a little bit of schism between the two, two leagues, you know, the LIV and the PGA Tour. And th- these players, I don't know, they seem to up their game. They seem to be playing more for just themselves. It seems like they're playing for this cause. What do you think along those lines? Of like, I mean, Rory, you know, Rory, oh, he s- didn't want Patrick Reed to win this. Oh, tournament. I, no, he no, have broken his leg. I, if he I, had been no, no. To, I mean, it's like they're playing it's for like, more it's like than a, just themselves. Yeah, you know, it's a tournament playing, within a tournament. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're playing for for pride for the for the team, for, team for the, PGA the, or team Europe. Uh, for the real, Whatever, yeah. Whatever, whatever's against LIV. No, no, I, I, I yeah, I, I totally agree. They, they, and and, and honestly, I'm, I'm not sure that a lot of these guys would be playing uh, at, uh, that much this t- this late in the year if it wouldn't be for some of that. You know, yeah. um, I mean, they they could, you know, and and again, going back to the the whole thing and. You look. I know it's easy to dislike certain golfers. They it just they make it easy for you. Exactly. But how about the you know Keith Pelfrey, the the um, head of the DP World Tour, out of respect for for their tour, asked the live golfers not to wear any apparel. And Ian Poulter, you know, just shows up first day. He ignored it, and he said, "Well, you know, I'm an employee <coughs> of this, you know, uh, per, uh, this company or whatever, and uh, I have the right to wear their uh, their their gear." You know, so mm-hmm. he's the only one now. He to his, you know, the others' credit, they they chose to honor, you know, the. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but when the when the head of the tour asks you not to do something, and Ian Poulter made his living off the European, the old European tour before he came to the PGA Tour, you mm-hmm. know, and. That's another one that, boy, I'm telling you what, man. Well, he, it, it looked like he and Billy, Billy Horschel got, got into it on the putting On the putting. I'm going to tell you. And look, I wish I could have heard that. Oh, I, I, I was hoping Billy Horschel would have just decked him. I, 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 no, he got too much class. Yeah, him. I know. But it was what he was. you could tell he was getting. And Ian Poulter kind of poked him a couple of times. You know, I was, I was waiting for him, man. All right, I got another question for you. You know, I mean, I'm a PGA member, so I'm all in on, on the PGA versus LIV. But – you know, they made this deal where they, 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 they uh, partnered with the DP European Tour, okay? But yet, and they come out with this plan for 20 tournaments next year, and they elevated the purse of these 20 mm-hmm. tournaments. Why isn't any tournament in, in Europe? Yeah. If, if they're really partnered, why didn't they, or, or Canada, or anywhere else? I mean, they, the, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I just think it. they're trying to stick it to the PGA Tour. They're, they're trying to play. No, this know. is the PGA Tour. You know, uh, Finnegan uh, it's de- designating these twenty tournaments as more oh, prize the, money. Oh, um, that, that 
the other thing, the super, the super tournaments, yeah. Yeah, the, the super the, tournaments. Okay. But none of them are being played, played in, in Europe. Europe. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, come on. The Scottish Open, a lot of players go play in that. And, yeah. And, and it's really, it was elevated regardless, but just because of the players, you know. I yeah. don't know. I, I, I'm all Even for the, um, the that one PGA, time the, the Canadian Open used to be a pretty big uh, event. Well, it's still part of the PGA Tour, but, you know, yeah. it's played in Canada, but. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, that's just some. I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. I don't know because yeah, because you know all the indications are the DP World Tour is kind of teetering on you know. Um, well, they need some irrelevance. help. Yeah, I mean know. they need some help if they're going to partner with and and look the PGA Tour if they're going to go in the right direction they need to make their game global, mm. right? I mean Asia as well. You know, I mean that's that's that was Greg Norman's big beef. Oh yeah. That, it wasn't a world tour. It was just the PGA. Well, if you look they, at the, it seems uh, like they're trying to get a, keep their monopoly. If you look at the um, the Presidents Cup team for for the uh, internationals, I mean it's seventy percent or eighty percent Asian. You know, it used to be it was mostly Australians uh, that made up the Presidents Cup team, but man, they got a bunch of Asian players on their on the uh, team now. So, uh, yeah, I I, the, I don't know, man. I I, I don't think the. Monahan's done a great job, you know, since he became commissioner. I, I don't think so either. Um, you know, but and of course it's difficult times for him. But it seems like if he would have teamed with the, in 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 all sincerity, and teamed with the uh, DP Tour, they would make it a, a integrated. Uh, yeah, they could have you know, easily combined those two tours. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just like the NFL, the NFC, and the AF, or NFL yeah. and AFL. You know, and that, to, that would give them strength. Uh, yeah, you know, their strength in numbers, as they say. You know, oh, absolutely. So, no, I, I, mean, I mean, you you see corporate mergers all the time when Exxon and Mobil got together. You know, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, the, the the PGA World Tour. That's what you know. I mean, I know you, I know PGA technically. You know, the America part kind of becomes a sticking point, but I mean, it's a technicality. Well, I mean, I you, mean know. you know, yeah, it's it is a technicality. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, so what, what do you think could, could possibly be uh, a solution to this uh, dilemma that, that uh, the PGA Tour or the, well, the, the rest of the world is playing up against Liv? Yeah, I, I, you know, Ted, I, I just don't know, man. I, I, I think if they just kind of let it play out, I, I do think if – I really think Liv is like going to end up in this – it, it, look, it already instituted some changes, you know, right. um, and, and forced the, the tours to do some things differently. Uh, but as far as a, a business model by itself, and I get, look, I know the Saudis have unlimited money. I'm tired of hearing people say that. I know that. But just because you have unlimited money doesn't mean you're always going to sink it into a losing proposition. Oh, no. If they don't get a, a, a solid, you know, TV contract at some point and get some revenue coming in, again, tickets – or going for a dollar to go to these events, you know. Um, uh, and sometimes they're free to try to get people, you know, in there. And when you have to start trying to stream to watch the event, uh, yeah. We're so I, I think actually if the tours just kind of let things play out and don't panic for a couple of years, I think Liv's just going to kind of die out. Honestly, that's my uh, opinion. I don't, I don't see that happening. Well, I, I, but. I, you know, I mean, yeah, they're going to want to do something. Well, they, they might go buy a, a, a TV company, you know, and, and broadcast their yeah. own stuff. It, it can happen because, you know, once again, they have the money. But well, I know. I there's mean, a solution somewhere down the road. I, I just hope they would be at least open and willing to sit down and talk about it. You know, I, what I think is a positive about the live is that it's a team thing. We know here in the United States that that resurrected the Zurich Classic. 
making it a team event. That's what they get on is a team event. So why not give them that and, and, and you know, let it be whatever they want it to be as a team event, 54 holes, whatever, yeah. at, at another season, like maybe in the, in the, in the uh, wintertime. I, I don't know. To where, to where they both could operate side by side. I don't know, but I'm I'm reading more now. I hadn't even read, read about this. Now I'm disappointed in Scotty Scheffler because he partied with Sergio Garcia, at, mm-hmm. tailgated with him. Garcia's wife played for for the Texas women's golf team, uh, and they they they. Oh my gosh! I I, I wish oh, I hadn't well. wish I hadn't read that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> wish right. I hadn't read that. Well, we got to wrap her up, but uh, got a coaches show coming got up. Got the huh? CHS coaches show with. Um, Tony Landry and Coach Scott Watney. So uh, some more sports coming up right after these uh, commercials and then uh, LN News along with a little bit of sporting news. And then Coach Watney will give us the ins and outs of uh, what went wrong and what went right with their game. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611, 364-7611. Kane Radio is your home for high school football. Join us Thursday night, Catholic High at ERAP. 7 o'clock, the kick, 6.30, the pregame here on Kane, brought to you in part by Jacob Landry for State Representative, District 49, Armentar Jewelers, Catholic High School, Freeman's Furniture, Gulf America Wire Rope, The Landscape Ranch, R&R Glassworks, and Allstate Credit. Once again, join us Thursday night, Catholic High at ERAT, 7 o'clock, the pregame, 6.30, the kick here on Kane 107.5. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. 